The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. We are joined by Anna Daly from uh, RTE and Connor Pope, uh, Consumer Affairs Correspondent for the Irish. I always get this wrong. Are you editor or what's the proper... You call me whatever you want, Anton, and I'll be happy with that. The wonderful Connor Pope. Let's, let's, let's make just, it like Cher. Let's just call you Connor. <laughs> exactly. Um, on what is an absolutely stunning day, because it, it, it's there's one of my favourite days in, in human history was the 18th of April 1930, because on the 18th of April 1930, the BBC for their news bulletin, had a man, it was then a man, walk up to the microphone and say, ladies and gentlemen, today there is no news. We will play some piano music. Because literally nothing happened that day. Today... For real. For real, genuinely. the BBC actually has, happened. Nothing has happened today. 18th of That's April, stuck. 1930. Today is the weather equivalent. There is no rain. It's just none. There isn't a single bit of rain in Ireland as we currently speak. And here we are wasting our day. I know, in here, we'll get it out of the way fast. Sitting in this studio with no windows. Well, you're the one who's wrecking everything, Connor, because on weather like this, you think, what a perfect time to stay in Ireland for my colliers. And you have been the Cassandra of the week by saying it costs a small fortune, there's no point doing it. Well, that's a bit harsh, I think, to call me the Cassandra, because A, I've got no hair, and B, I was quite upbeat in the piece in many respects. But the reality is that I think... uh, Six months ago, everybody in Ireland, everybody all over the world when it came to leisure travel had one big C on their mind and that was COVID. COVID was the all-consuming issue that dominated every conversation about travel. But almost overnight, COVID was replaced by cost. And cost is now the single issue that is dominating all conversations about travel. And it's not just in this country. It's happening in Spain. It's happening in Portugal. It's happening in, in Italy. And, and prices are climbing Above across the board, uh, but one of the things about Ireland is it's always been an expensive place to go on holidays, and we know. This oh, but now, Connor. No, mm. but no, but you see, I'm, I actually looked up the the Irish Times archive, and I was writing about high-priced hotels in Dublin, particularly in 2006. I was writing about them in 2007, 2008. So this is not a new story. But what we've seen in the last couple of months is that there's been a real squeeze on uh, on supply. There's been a a, a real boost in demand so then you have the basic law of economics when supply and demand are out of whack prices go up and, and can I ask on the supply side of things is it that there aren't enough hotel rooms in Ireland or is it that the hotels can't get the staff to turn the rooms around and therefore we're not running at full capacity it's both actually because there's a huge staffing issue across the board and it's not just for hotels it's restaurants it's pubs it's offices there's a, a huge crisis of employment because people a lot of people left this country uh, during the pandemic and then a lot of people are moving jobs and when they're moving jobs they're looking for, for higher wages. But in terms of the, of the supply there just isn't enough hotels in, in the key areas where people want to go. So you, if you're talking about Dingle or Galway or Cork or West Cork or Dublin City there just isn't sufficient supply. Now the, another issue that has come into the, into the frame in recent months has obviously been the need to house refugees from, from Ukraine. And that's nobody's nobody is criticizing that because these people are like for us to complain about a high priced hotel is extremely churlish when people are dying in Ukraine. So it's not like we're saying, oh, no, they're taking our hotels. But that is putting pressure on supply. And that's because the tourism people would argue that that's relatively small. I I, I heard that the head of I think it was Fulch Ireland during the week describing that as about 5% of the total contribution of hotel rooms. But even even if you take out 5% and you're taking out 5% at the the lower level, the three star level, that's going to have an upward uh, upward impact on prices. So what we've seen across Europe is, according to hotel analysts, prices have gone up by around 6% across Europe. So that's it. And that 
chimes with the rate of inflation in this country. But hotel prices in Ireland have gone up by 21%, the highest in Europe. And then the question is, why is that? Why are prices going up? And I I think we have huge sympathy for the hoteliers because Lord knows they had an absolutely nightmarish pandemic. Like it was the worst of times for those for for everybody working in the hospitality sector. And I'm not kicking them when they're down because I have no, like I I love holidaying in Ireland, but I, I I just think they need to be very careful about how they measure their prices. Um, and how because people if if people got the perception and it might only be a perception that they're price price gouging, well then that could really damage the industry in the longer term. Although as you say, with the law of supply and demand, it it'd be very difficult. I would have thought if you're a hotelier to look at a huge demand coming in and know I can ramp prices by 30% and start to heal some of the damage of the last 18 months and say for the good of the industry I won't well actually that's that's a really good question but it's not for the good of the your, of the industry it's for the good of the individuals because they have to take a long term view of this because if a hotel or if an area gets a reputation for being high priced well then Irish people are going to be less inclined to holiday there people from overseas are going to think do you know what where will I go to Greece or will I go to Galway like what like where will I go um, and and long like the reputation that Ireland has as a premium destination but that offers really good value is hard won but it's easily squandered although at the same time even you look at what was happening Anna in, in Dublin airport during the week just when we thought they had finally got the queues uh, fixed we see queues that ran uh, Dara Breen was tweeting about it that ran all of the way out of the terminal building and across into the start of the car park fair indication of how many people want a holiday somewhere other than Ireland absolutely and you're right Anton we thought that those scenes were almost being managed and then I heard uh, just in defence of the DAA they used a great line Um, It's in the Irish Times, I think, this morning, which says, uh, just bear in mind, we are dealing with the equivalent of an Ed Sheeran concert on a daily basis. So I thought, right, there's a clever line. Have they not suffered enough? (laughs) (laughs) But it is hard to imagine that it hasn't been sorted yet. But as you say, people are still flooding to jump on flights. It's not surprising. Connor's article, I mean... Last Wednesday, you say, Connor, only a handful of the 102 Kerry listings on Airbnb catering for a family, two adults and two children for a fortnight in July cost less than 2,000. And then you go on to say moving up the Wild Atlantic Way to Galway, it gets gloomier. You're looking at 3,000 euro for a two week holiday. And let's now, be clear, let's if be you're honest. in the Wild Atlantic Way, pretty much the only way you're getting to that Airbnb is in a rental car and we're hearing rental car prices so extreme that one American during the week said it'd be cheaper to ship his car from the States and ship it back than rent here. Which is absolutely nuts, isn't it? And if you're driving your own, look at the diesel or the petrol prices. But can I just say in defence of Ireland there? No, right? come on. <laughs> because I, 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 was, I was following the conversation about car hire in Ireland over, over, over recent days and you had people like outraged at the, at the high price of, of car hire in this country. It's not unique to Ireland. It's all over Europe. I'm going to Portugal and Spain for my holidays this year. And I go to two because I, I, I paid for them in 2019, nice. rolled them over they're and then ca- rolled them over carryovers. again. We all have a carryover, <laughs> but, right? Like, like we'd normally, just about thinking we'd hire a car in Spain and we'd pay maybe whatever, 700 quid for, for two weeks. So whatever, and it'd be a nice enough car. Can't get a car for less than 1,500 euros in Spain. For, and, and these are the small little boxy cars. I'm not talking about one that you'd be going, geez, I wish I had this at home. You know, that, that's the kind of car you want to hire when you're on holidays. You want to hire the swankier car. Not the one that you have that's covered in baby puke and, 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 and um, Liga. What um, is that down the side of the seat? Whatever it is, don't touch it. That kind of thing. But, but like it's, and and it's, it's across the board. If you go to, if you go to Florida, for instance, for your holidays. Like, I'd love to be able to afford it, but if you go to Florida, the car prices have trebled 
since pre-pandemic times. And it's it's a problem with the industry because they, they, they like everybody else in the hospitality sector, they had no choice but to sell, like to, to take extreme action during the first set of lockdowns. They sold all their fleets in 2020, thinking we'll be grand, we'll be able to buy more cars in 2021. And then of course the car manufacturer said, oh lads, we don't have any cars. We're going to sell them to Anton Savage or to Anna Daly because they'll pay more <laughs> than you will. Um, and as a result, they just can't get the cars. But it's not so a it's unique supply, problem to Ireland. not an insurance issue. Not at all. Okay. See, I don't know about Joanna, I worry when I hear Connor talk like this because the last time I heard Connor talk like this, it fed up to being 2008 and the world exploded. <laughs> Is that where we're heading? Is that the ultimate solution to all of this that we're heading into another recession? Oh my goodness, let's hope not. Uh, no, can't even think like that. That's a terribly negative spin on a sunny Saturday morning on time. Well, when you've got inflation rates like we have, <laughs> when you've got the kind of cost pressures like we have, when you've got a lot of economic indicators indicating that markets are unsettled and jittery, those things tend to add up into, not necessarily cataclysm, and he says, softening it slightly. Connor, Connor even tells us that the cost of cooking oil has oh. gone up. And by a hundred percent. Oh, wait for this more. My that's wife that's and a deep I dive. Says a text. My wife and I went to a concert in Dublin a few weeks ago. Tool, best gig ever. I don't know if that's a description of me <laughs> or if that's the band. But anyway, Tool, just a greeting best to you, gig ever. Two hundred euro for tickets, seventy quid in diesel, three hundred and fifty quid for one night in a hotel plus food and drinks. So effectively, you're coming in at a grand. To go for a gig. Yeah, no, that, that's, ma- that's madness. And it's the 350 quid for the hotel room. Because if you were spending 300 quid, 350 quid to stay in the Shelburne or the Merion or the Marker, you'd be thinking, oh, well, it's a five-star hotel. And five-star hotels in Ireland are really good. You know, they've, they've come a huge distance in the last 20 years. But you're not. You're staying in a fairly ordinary hotel in Dublin yeah. City Centre. And it's exactly that that I think people are giving out about. Like, yeah, absolutely. You can charge 350 quid because the demand is there and the supply isn't. But maybe as a hotel, you should think, do you know what? Let's play the long game here. Let's charge 250. And that way, people won't be writing into the Anton Savage show. And that way, we will have a sustainable business for the next 10 years. Thing is, though, surely now the way that people book hotels is they go on TripAdvisor or Expedia or any of those. They go on to an aggregator. They get a rough geographic location and a cost and a star rating that they want. And that's how they buy. The kind of behaviour that you're describing is predicated on there being an individual repeat relationship with the customer mm. to that hotel. I assume that's rare in this day and age. Do you know, my top, one of my tips for people when they're coming to book hotels is like we all do it. We all go to Booking.com or Expedia, as you say, TripAdvisor, and we make the booking because it's simple. And you know, yeah. you just go onto one site, click, oh, Jesus, they're all really expensive, but I'll, I'll pay for it anyway. It's always worth going to an individual hotel's website as well and contacting the hotel over the telephone. It might take five minutes, but the reality is that if you book directly with a hotel A they're not giving a percentage and sometimes a pretty substantial percentage to the platform so and B they might have last minute availability so like it's not a question of being all Sean Fleming-y about it and shopping around because I'm not suggesting that but if people were to say okay well do you know what I'd like to do- deal directly with a human being and it's it's tricky if you're booking a hotel in Portugal or Italy you know you mightn't speak the language or whatever it might be but if you're booking a hotel for, for a concert in Dublin and you're coming from Galway just ring the hotel and see what they can do for you but plus not wishing to sound like a, a, a colonial expat one assumes that most of the people working reception in most of the three to plus star hotels across Europe have functional English if you ring them well I would imagine so and like and, and if they don't don't, Anton, you just shout loudly <laughs> and talk in a clear voice. <laughs> uh, I remember being in a queue at McDonald's in Sherbrooke. I'm watching a guy order and he, he said very fast, and what's that? 
And your, your woman said, pardon. And what he did was he didn't add any consonants. He just put gaps in. Ew. Mun. that's not going to help her understand (laughs) fair play to him anyway a lot of people coming in in relation to uh, car hire just listening to the show re-car hire I'm in Faro next Saturday my car hire for the week is 195 quid my first choice of McGann Estate was 210 uh, euro for the week they were all booked up Ireland car hire is a rip off 210 quid for a week of car I'd say that can you get that man or woman to send me an email because I'm I'm heading there in a a couple of weeks by comparison isn't it meanwhile during the week we discovered that even if you could afford the concert you're not allowed to pay for it Bruce Springsteen a lot of um, aggrieved people not being able to get tickets yes so uh, a scramble like so many of these kind of hyped up concerts of course you know it's not going to be hard to sell Bruce Springsteen tickets Uh, everyone rushed to buy their tickets and Bank of Ireland customers in particular had an issue with the verification app so you know you put in your details or whatever and you have to go a little bit around the houses to make it a secure transaction this is where you try to buy and it says go to your app and confirm and and confirm and put your code in or whatever it might be and there was a stumbling block there and uh, Bank of Ireland came out and apologised to say that there was an issue with the app or people were having an issue with the app and uh, and apologies, but yes, a lot of angry. But that's one of those ones. Hardcore. You yeah, you can you can rectify fans. refunds. Here's your money back. But how do you fix the I missed the, the window for my tickets? And Bruce Springsteen is one of those artists that has a lot of those very hardcore fans, isn't he? Yeah, I'm not sure I fully understand it. He says carefully because he knows he'll get abused for it. But he does seem to be, particularly in Ireland, he's one of mm. those who every time he says I'm coming here, bang, instant sellout. Sold out. Yeah. I tried to book a hotel in Dublin for next May and it was 400 quid a night plus uh, a year out. Um, another one this is typical of Ireland we are a nation of begrudges we never miss an opportunity to rip people off from a coffee and a sandwich to the price of a house and everything in between we are the most expensive in Europe if not in all of the world well just to, to leaven that slightly uh, we got another one saying um, this is where is it let me find the uh, text uh, did it, yes hi Anton glorious sunshine clear blue sky cuckoo calling white thorn in full bloom creating a wonderful scent near Lisdoon Varna County Clare great to be alive what more could you ask for well, oh Lisdoon Varna eh? hey. yes. someone break into song go on tell us about what you are discovering in your hospital life because you have been in at the because we're going to be talking to the uh, Minister for Health Stephen Donnelly in uh, about 45 minutes or so about the health system and the challenges facing it but you've been in watching it in operation we have um we have been in St. James's Hospital all week um, in a purpose-built set outside the hospital, obviously not broadcasting from inside. So any teams that were filming uh, very delicate surgeries inside were very small teams on very low COVID number days. But what we were doing was celebrating, I suppose, the incredible talent that we have, not only in St. James's, but hospitals all over the country. I think... I hope this isn't just me, but I think we often think of the States for pioneering surgeries, robotic surgeries, um, cures for various conditions. But I was just absolutely amazed at the level of talent we have in Irish medicine. Example, a woman called Elaine Chillingworth had a small growth on her nose. It was a pea-sized lump. She had it removed. Uh, It grew back rapidly. A cancerous lump, really frightening. And she was told your nose will need to be amputated. Got all the cancer out. I mean, can you imagine how incredibly frightening that diagnosis is for a woman, for anybody? Nose removed and what they have done in St. James's on our doorstep is they have built a new nose 
a prosthetic nose. It is absolutely incredible. It sits on a magnet. And this lady told her story and shared her story with grace and with elegance and and explained that she goes out for coffee and walks and drinks with her friends and nobody knows that she is wearing a full prosthetic nose. And that's just one example of the Which level is amazing of for quality innovation. Of life. I mean, that the difference between having the capacity to do that and being in a situation where, you know, everywhere you go, people, they may be polite, but they look. Absolutely. That's some difference. Yeah, that's the maxillofacial unit in St. James's. I had never heard of them. Lots of people who might have had an underbite or an overbite would have had their jaw. That's kind of standard stuff for that unit to be doing. But they do eyes, ears, noses. Incredible. Do you ever find yourself on on one of those YouTube rabbit holes? Uh, not so much, but I can imagine you do, Anton. I ended up the other day <laughs> looking at underbite, uh, the the underbite prosthesis they use to fix it. And it's, it's a little metal frame with two, um, they look like the uh, struts from your boot. And as you close your mouth, they push the jaw back into position and you wear it for about six months and it fixes your underbite. I thought, isn't that amazing that they can do that? Anton, why aren't you looking at people trying to dive into swimming pools and hitting concrete like normal people on YouTube? (laughs) Funny falls. Honest answer being, I think I I finished all of them. Uh, Connor Pope and Anna Daly, great pleasure to have you in. Connor seems to be a lovely fella. Well, you know, we can all be misinformed. Connor seems to be a lovely fella, but he's way off on car hire with Ireland versus other European countries. Car hire for an Opel Corsa multiplied by seven since 2019 which is effectively I thought what you were saying yeah no car hire prices but it might be it might be more it might seem bigger a problem in Ireland but it is a big problem all over the world according to which magazine not me according to which magazine the British Consumer Group car price car hire prices across Europe have gone up by 135% in two years so it it is a universal problem 135% so not just doubled doubled and a half doubled and a half exactly so it's not just Ireland it might sometimes seem more problematic in this country but it's a problem all over the world Connor, Anna thank you Anna when's the show on? The show has been on all week Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday but you are you do lots more of it so, as in, you have you have wrapped for this. I have wrapped for this week for say. this series. Yes, Anna, thank you very much. That is Anna Daly and Connor Pope. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.